This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Coffee. When the Dental Patient Blames High Blood Pressure on Java by Anna Rice, RDHBS. The standard of care in dental offices includes taking a patient's blood pressure. This is almost step one in the dental visit following a thorough medical history surveillance. When a dental patient's blood pressure is noted as high by the clinician, the patient may reply with a variety of answers about why. Dental patients are often uneducated about what constitutes high blood pressure or the stages of hypertension. A patient may say it's elevated due to, I have white coat syndrome, my doctor knows and he's watching it, or, oh, I just finished my espresso. I don't remember from my education that whatever java they recently consumed was a regular reason someone's blood pressure was high. I had thought it increased heart rate, but not necessarily blood pressure. What I wanted to dig into was, does coffee in fact elevate blood pressure, and how significantly? It seems to be coffee consumption has increased. Whether it's a Starbucks or a locally owned shop, you can find your fix on every corner, even in the most rural of areas. There is no getting around the consumption. According to the National Coffee Data Trends Report, I found that in 2019, 64% of Americans aged 18 and over drank coffee every day. Motley Fool in 2017 pulled together a coffee statistic list that solidified the United States' love affair with coffee. Approximately 150 million Americans drink 400 million cups of coffee per day, or more than 140 billion cups of coffee per year. That makes us the leading consumer of coffee in the world. Rest assured, the extrinsic coffee stain encountered by dental hygienists is here to stay. During a recent conversation with a friend, I remembered that when I was a kid, coffee was an adult-only beverage, just like alcohol. Parents now whip into drive throughs on the way to school in the morning, buying libations for the entire crew. Coffee and elevated blood pressure. Coffee is a vasoconstrictor. It produces this vasoconstriction by antagonizing adenosine receptors. What is an adenosine receptor? Why, of course, it's a receptor for the neurotransmitter adenosine. Adenosine is a chemical that's in all human cells and helps relax and dilate blood vessels. The transmission of adenosine is important to your bodily functions. So, for example, it acts to defend neurons against oxidative stress, and it increases the amount of blood flow to cardiac muscles. Caffeine can reduce cerebral blood flow with the constriction of an average of 27%. The initial effect will be a contraction of your vessels, but as your tolerance increases, the overall effect will open the vessels. Most researchers agree that no long-term damage occurs because the results are temporary. In people with hypertension, caffeine intake produces an acute increase in blood pressure for about three hours. But the evidence doesn't support an association between longer-term coffee consumption and increased pressure. However, Dr. Mikhail Varshavsky has had patients stop their caffeine intake completely and found a reduction in blood pressure. If you already have high blood pressure, there will be more of a rise compared to a person who doesn't have hypertension. The rise in the blood pressure from coffee is not responsive to blood pressure medications. If you take your medicine in the morning and then drink the java, the elevation will still be there. Think about this too. Many people don't just stop at one cup. They end up doing a few top-ups throughout the day that, in fact, may lead to sustained high blood pressure. Caffeine may cause a short but dramatic increase in your patient's pressure even without having an elevated pressure problem. Interesting is that it isn't clear as to why. Vasoconstriction is one idea, but the theories run the gamut. Caffeine could block a hormone that keeps our arteries wide. 
or our adrenal glands release more adrenaline, which causes the pressure to go up. In a meta-analysis of randomized controlled trials, the results found that, yes, regular caffeine intake increases blood pressure. However, when ingested through coffee, the blood pressure effect on caffeine is small. Most coffee drinkers do build a tolerance, and it affects the blood pressure less. Blood pressure refresher. What is high blood pressure? Well, simply put, it's the tension in the arteries. Those arteries are the vessels that carry blood from the pumping heart to all tissues and organs in the body. High blood pressure doesn't just mean an inordinate emotional tension. However, stress and straining can temporarily increase the pressure. That pressure increase is primarily produced by the contraction of the heart muscle. The measurement of blood pressure is recorded by two numbers. Systolic is the first, and it's measured after the heart contracts and is the highest. Diastolic, the second, is measured before the heart contracts and is the lowest. Historically, it was thought that rises in diastolic pressure were a more important risk factor than systolic evaluations. But for people 50 years and older, systolic hypertension represents greater risk. A study in 2017 revealed that healthy people between the ages of 19 to 49 with high systolic blood pressure over 140 are at greater risk for future artery stiffening linked to an increased risk of stroke as well as possible damage to the kidneys and brain. A blood pressure of 140 or higher but a normal diastolic pressure of around 80 is called isolated systolic hypertension, ISH. No one is spared from the detrimental effects of high systolic blood pressure. Isolated systolic hypertension can be caused by a host of other health problems, such as anemia, hyperthyroidism, kidney disease, diabetes, and heart valve problems. Metabolization of caffeine. There are genetic differences in the way that we metabolize caffeine. For some of us, it might take a longer time to offload coffee from our system. If you have hypertension and are a slow metabolizer, you may have a prolonged high blood pressure effect. How can you test to see if you are a slow or fast metabolizer? Take your blood pressure after consuming the coffee at the 30-minute point, as well as 1, 2, 3, and 4 hours afterward. You're a slow metabolizer if you have high blood pressure after the measurements at 2, 3, and 4 hours. You can also do this in the operatory for the early morning patients. Blood pressure checks at the first of the appointment and at the end. A hygiene visit is only an hour, but what about the restorative visit? A 12-ounce cup of coffee has about 100 milligrams of caffeine. Espresso varies greatly, ranging from about 58 milligrams up to 185 milligrams for a double shot. I've been known to take a triple home in my grande latte. How long does the caffeine last on average? Caffeine has a half-life of 5.7 hours, so if you consume 200 milligrams at midday, you'd still have 100 milligrams at 545. Not to get into the weeds, but if you have compromised liver function, your serum half-life could be 168 hours. The CYP1A2 gene is needed by the liver to break down 95% of the caffeine in the body. Other genes can influence how well that gene does its job. A variant of the PDSS2 gene also affects the speed of metabolism, especially at lower levels. In pregnancy, there's a boost of the half-life of caffeine up to 9 to 11 hours, which may be the reason for the low birth weight of babies with high caffeine consumption. Smokers metabolize caffeine much more quickly than non-smokers and tend to consume more caffeine to reach the desired results. Keep in mind that there's caffeine in many different products, not just coffee.
For example, Lipton tea comes in at 35 to 40 milligrams, 12 ounces of Coca-Cola has 45 milligrams, and Excedrin migraine contains 65 milligrams. That may be not a great idea to take right before bed. I dare not tell anyone to put down their beans. But it does help us understand what Java is doing to a patient's blood pressure when the information is used as the reason for the elevation at their appointment. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 